Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to The Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at Real Nerds on Instagram. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Camera, action! Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can... Just talk film! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Take it outside. Hey, oh, this is Real Nerds Podcast, the best movie podcast on the internet. There is no metric for that, so just take my word for it. I'm Ryan. I'm joined by Brad. We don't need to prove it to you. <laughs> yeah. Just know that it's happening. Yeah, it's a fact. Well, go look it up in the encyclopedia. Do do the work yourself. Best movie podcast on the internet. Yeah. It's been that way and, for like 40 years, okay? Yeah. Guaranteed <laughs> the best one on podcasts ever. Yeah, we did the work. We don't have to do any more. Exactly. Every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week we saw we went to the movie Saw X. I realize that that's really hard to say when you say the same word twice, but they mean two different things. We saw Saw. <laughs> we saw Saw. Is it ten or X? I keep on forgetting. How do they pronounce it? It's ten. I mean, it's just Roman numeral ten. Yeah. I mean, you can but say either one, it, but we know what it they means. Saw, they call it Saw X or call it Saw Ten. Is how how do they? What's the official title? I've never heard a trailer say it, so I, I think it's up to you. All right. I love being in charge. But yeah, we see a new movie. Uh, we recommend the film or not, play the trailer, then spoil it. Uh, we also talk about movies we've watched throughout the week and movie news that has trickled down from Hollywood land. Um, Brad, how was your week? Uh, Just, you know, busy work. How was yours? Yeah, super busy. I can't. <laughs> it's like all I do is work, 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 and then run my kid around. And today, our we had this got this new cat about six months ago, and he's been acting really weird the last couple of days. So my wife took him to the vet, and he uh, might have kidney failure. So Aww. hopefully, uh, I know. Hopefully, he'll be all right. So young. Hopefully. Yeah, I know. He's only like six months old. Oh. Yeah, I mean, we did pay five thousand dollars so <laughs> to get them all like shotted up and yeah. healthy, and then yeah, I don't know. My wife said that the vet contacted her and that he's doing better. So I don't know if he got into something or what. I'm looking. I looked around our house. I don't see anything that's been chewed or I don't know what's going on. Yeah, but, some, sometimes they're just built like that. Yep. You know, he might be, he might have to have special food or something because 
he has uh, nothing wrong with his kidneys. I don't know. Hopefully he'll be okay. And, you know, just keep going. That's all you can do. And work yeah. overtime now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just uh, out, out on the road, just being like, ah, these hours are going to my cat. Yep. That's pretty much what I did today. And go, oh, yay. And my chinchilla is sick too. Oh, no. Like for the third year in a row, like the same time of year, he's not doing well. So <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. I almost like he, um, this is like a weird like thing I was thinking. He caught a mouse. Oh, like four or five days ago. And then he started acting weird. And I was thinking if someone maybe poisoned this mouse and it ran into our house, like got in somehow. And then he, you know, bit into it and he got poisoned somehow. You know what oh, I mean? Cause yeah, absorbed the poison. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So I don't know. And, you know, we don't really get mice coming in our house very much anymore because we have three cats. So it was weird that one got in and he got it. But you didn't see know. the mouse? No, or... no, I I took it from him. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah. it was easy to catch because it was dying. Yeah, you know, and that, you know, I think about it might be, because he's, he's still like a little kitten. So I don't know how great his, you know, hunting skills are yet. But he was walking, and he I heard him, because it was like three in the morning, and I heard him, like, being crazy, and he was walking around with his dead mouse in his mouth. So I don't know. Poor fella. Yeah, but hopefully he'll be okay. That seems to think he might be okay. Um, my wife was super upset and thought he, she was going to have to put our cat down today, so avoided that. So that's a good thing. But now let's talk about people dying in really torturous ways. <laughs> Speaking of traps. Yeah. Um, we saw Saw X this week. Brad, saw, you saw recommend? Ten. I saw Saw 10. So. Oh, we saw different films. Shit. <laughs> Do you recommend the latest installment of the Saw franchise? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's not my favorite, but I, I it's it's interesting. It, it, it's one of the it's higher up there than the uh, than others of them. Uh, it's almost like the indie film version of Saw, which is interesting mm-hmm. to say considering it started as an indie film. Um, but yeah, it had some good parts. It had some low points, and yeah. I enjoyed it for the most part. Yeah, I'm on board with you. It's not my, my the first one's still my favorite one for sure. Um, but this one's really close to being my second favorite one. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll talk about it later in the review. Um, but this it, it kind of surprised me in some parts. Um, here's a trailer for Saw Ten. The cancer is still spreading. I'm afraid there's nothing else we can do. There is one person who might be able to help. Our program is a two-pronged treatment outside Mexico City. The results have been stunning. She saved my life. You're in very good hands with us. After that, what happens then? Your whole life happens then. John Kramer. According to these scans, the tumor was never removed. How much time do I have? Months, at best. I still have a lot of work that needs to be done. Oh, 
Hello, everyone. It's time to play a game. You all pretended to cure me, but what I have planned for each of you is very real. The only thing I have not provided is your anesthetic. But trust me, you will want to remain alert. Out of all the men to cheat, you picked John Kramer? Please, don't hesitate. Place a big enough piece of your cerebral tissue into the glass enzyme tank. This will save your life. So sleep, silent, this is not retribution. It's a reawakening. Live or die, the choice is yours. Saw 10, we go back in time. We go back in between Saw 1 and 2, I think it is, in the timeline. And John Kramer is part of a, um, what did you call it? Like a cancer support group, I guess? Yeah. Um, where they just go and, you know, you meet people that are in a similar predicament as you. And he finds a guy who was in the support group with him and he appears healthy and he says there's this doctor and she has this miraculous cure. And it's through all the stuff. So John Kramer does this research and goes down to Mexico to find it. And while he's there, of course, it isn't because, I mean, obviously the trailer gives it away. Um, it isn't the cure that he's expecting. And he goes back to what he does. And he puts people in painful traps to teach them to be grateful to be alive. And... um you know what I I really liked about this movie, and I, I did you see it at the Alamo? Uh, yeah, the, the, where they had at the beginning, you know, the pre-show that was twenty minutes long of previously on Saw, and I forgot how convoluted it gets in the middle. Um, <laughs> I don't, and I'm trying to keep track of you know um, the detective guy, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, it goes way off the rails, um, but. Uh, this this one is interesting because, um, I mean, it really makes you have sympathy for the John Kramer character if you didn't know that he already did, like, the death traps in the first Saw. But I, I thought that Tobin Bell was so good in this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, he's the strongest. But, like, my favorite part of the movie actually is, like, if this was just an indie film about a cancer, like, uh, person... Uh, you know, dying from cancer and then just trying to, uh, you know, get, teach them, uh, teaches, uh, I guess abusers a lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's such an interesting dynamic of like, there's no, I guess, protagonists in the movie. They're all in their own ways, like shitty people, but yeah, John, John Kramer is the least shitty. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird to say about someone who, you know, inflicts this kind of injury on people. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's that whole thing of like, yeah, 
this uh, jigsaw doesn't kill people like they'd kill themselves but it's like well he does put them in a situation where (laughs) they wouldn't normally be in to kill themselves (laughs) exactly but you know they did kind of strip it down and i mean besides i mean the eyeball vacuum thing which ends up being kind of a red herring yeah um, it's not a real trap it's just a fantasy yeah that one happens but there's no like real traps for i want to say like an hour into the movie yeah uh, i um, think halfway the actual game begins which is kind of cool because you you spend this time and you do build feel this sympathy because tobin bell is so good and you can see that he is you know suffering from this disease and he's just looking for that opportunity to be cured and for someone to be taken advantage of like that i mean obviously he does stuff in an extreme way um but it's a fascinating story in that regard. And I, I was actually, Tobin Bell is so good. I, I had like a lot of sympathy for him. Yeah. Um, I, I just wish it wasn't so linear because um, yeah. one of the cool things about the first movie is how uh, like it's a mystery. You kind of figuring it, figuring it out as you go backwards, like as, as the two guys unravel like what predicament they're in you kind yeah. of you kind of learned what the past is for all those characters and this one it's very linear you follow john from the beginning and then up to yeah. building the trap and capturing everybody mm-hmm. and then everything just plays out and i thought that was actually kind of boring for a saw movie to just be led along on a very you know ne- uh, direct path yeah I, I get where you're coming from I, you know when you put you place one of the biggest mistakes the saw franchise made was killing john kramer really quickly yeah um because now you paint yourself in a corner when you do a film like this because like how do you do all this stuff in that short amount of time yeah exactly because you know he has to eventually get out of here and you know be killed in saw three which takes place concurrently with saw two or saw four i can't remember but um yeah, I, I think you're right. I think why the first one it will always be my favorite one is, yeah, I mean, it's gory and stuff, but there's a element of, you know, a mystery to it because there's the cops who are looking for these people and you don't realize that time has already passed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it, it's it's so much more grounded in a smaller film. Obviously, I think the first, the first film's budget was like a million dollars or something, but... Yeah, they don't, um, just, they don't just tell you uh, that, like the doctor's story, and then hour in, you feel like he's in a trap, you know, or the, they don't show yeah. you the photographer's story for an hour, and then suddenly they're in a trap. Like it's they're in the trap, and then yeah, they have to so it, figure out the clues to figure out why they're there, and that's not in this movie. Like yeah, everyone's I captured. Do appreciate, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But I do appreciate that they kind of scaled it back to where it's in one room they're all responsible for getting themselves out of these, you know, traps. Yeah. Um, Which I think they get progressively less like dangerous. I don't know. The first girl I thought had got it the worst and she was just like, yeah, an extra in the play that they're doing. <laughs> I was like, man, she's like the, the main girl, the main doctor should have got the worst thing, but all she did was like get gassed. And that's like, not that interesting. Yeah, and uh, the, I, I maybe forgive him because I was thinking that he didn't have as much time to set it up. <laughs> so he used like what he could. You know what I mean? I'm just wondering um, where he found the time to find like 20 gallons of blood 
<laughs> to yeah. bloodboard himself with, which also I thought of a funny idea of, uh, you know, because I didn't understand, like, did he did he really know that that's how it was going to turn out? Or so did he plan to douse himself in blood? And if he did plan to get doused in blood, like, why did it have to be real? Yeah, I think um, in in my interpretation of it, if he gave that one dude, uh, the doctor's gr- boyfriend, an opportunity to do the right thing, and he didn't. Yeah. Um, but he was supposed to be the second guy in that trap, right? Yeah. So my guess is he was supposed to be the second guy in the trap. But, but he, he also gave planned... him an opportunity. Yeah, but he, he he also anticipated that they'd both like not do the right thing, so they ended up in the gas chamber. Yeah. So... And I mean, I guess that that doctor, did she live? I guess she did, right? (laughs) I was like, she's got her head sticking out of that hole, but there's like enough space in the hole for the gas to get out anyway. So I don't know why (laughs) they're not dead. Like there's a clear hole in the little... Or her hands or her body isn't burned up. I mean, there's a couple things about it that doesn't make sense. Maybe you have to inhale it. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's like in 24, it's like the gas you have to inhale and then it, Mm. it gets you. But... Yeah, so she's just sticking her head out of that hole until someone finds her, I guess. So, yeah, it's another unsatisfying thing is, like, she's the worst of them. and Oh, yeah. She's just sitting there, like, I guess I can't pull my head in ever, so maybe she just starves? I don't know. Yeah. I I, I imagine a lot of people are going to come looking for the rest of those bodies. Yeah, because she even kills that one girl who beat the trap. (laughs) Yeah. Man, she's kind of ruthless, and he still lets her escape because they do show the gas is being let out of that room but i don't know how yes the doors unlock i don't know i don't know yeah but yeah it's really unsatisfying that she got like the least like gruesome trap you know true Um, i agree yeah one dude had to dig out his brain the other one got like radiation poisoning like (laughs) yeah and yeah she's like hers was hers was gonna be she just gets like blood poured on her constantly which in that trap, you just move your head to the left or right, and you're fine. <laughs> like they even waterboarded that, or bloodboarded that little kid. I know, poor little Carlos. Yeah, he's fucked up. But he's rich now, so he's fine. Yeah, I mean, John Kramer did give him all his money. If I was John Kramer, I'd be like, I'll take my 250k, and here's everything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was cool too. You know, the moments with Amanda and stuff, where, I mean, he's teaching her how to set up people to kill him, but. Um, it, it's kind of cool to have those moments, which I feel you never really got in the earlier films. Yeah, they're they're a fun team. Yeah, it was really <laughs> creepy when she was stalking uh Doctor Lady in her house. Oh yeah, that was really clever how it was shot. And they have that security cam shot where she runs across the top of the like right above her and throws the rock down. That was cool. Yeah, and I had a whole theater to myself when I saw it. It was so nice. Um, but yeah, no, I, I had a lot of fun with it and it's cool. It, was there, did I miss something in the post credit scene? Cause I, I, guess, I didn't read you anything. Mentioned it. Did you leave early? No, no, no. I watched it, but I keep on seeing these things online. I didn't read any articles, um, that are pertaining to it, but is there some significance to him working with a, that detective guy? I don't think it's significance. I think it's just kind of like another Easter egg of, oh, yeah, this is how we started working with the detective guy. 
Because, uh, okay. you know, after the credits, I was like, really? He's not going to go back and get the guy like at home who convinced him to go on this journey in the first place? That's weird. And then, <laughs> yeah. then I got distracted with like an error in my check. And suddenly like that scene played. And I was like talking to the server. I was like, oh, damn it. What are, they t- what are these guys talking about? Yeah, nothing really. I just thought it, maybe I missed something too because I watched it because I was the only one in the theater. <laughs> what like did he build like a Freddy Krueger hand that like cuts his own belly open? Is that what that was? Something like that. Yeah, like it was, uh, or maybe it was on his back, but it was definitely like uh, some sort of razor hand that was to his lower body. And I'm guessing because it was pancreatic cancer that he said he had. Um, well, that's interesting. I just assumed like that guy was in makeup or something. Like he was a plant for the doctor. And he just goes around to different. He was. So he lifted up his shirt and he didn't have the scar on there anymore. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, uh, and then his back had like that. Yeah. That Freddy Krueger razor glove kind of thing. So Kramer's just playing with his little lie about having, you know, like, oh, let's yeah. you know, really have pancreatic cancer, but you're going to make it, it's, I'm going to make it feel like you do. Yeah, something like that. He really doesn't explain. At least I don't remember. And I only saw, I saw it yesterday, so I think I would have remembered. But yeah, um, I remember the doctor, they, the 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 detective saying, "Like, man, of that's the worst luck of all the people you had to screw around with. You had to be John Kramer." Yeah, he did say that. I think that was the last line in the film. Um, but yeah, no, I I liked it. It was cool. Um, it was. Nice after, I mean, Spiral was okay too, but it was kind of nice to go back into that world and, you know, they embrace it. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see more prequels with John and Amanda doing stuff, but also at the same time, it does stretch like, how can this guy who's super emaciated, like construct all these traps in the matter of like, I think he even says like he had like two months to live. Yeah. So it's like he did, I don't know six of the 10 movies worth of stuff in a sh- <laughs> uh, okay, he's an engineer and all he can and he can triangulate his own permission uh position in uh in uh, mexico there based off the radio towers but that's a lot of work for a short amount of time yeah for sure um even with amanda's help you know it's just a lot of industrial yeah stuff <laughs> yeah but it was fun like i was pleasantly surprised how much i enjoyed it yeah, I just wish it was actually on Halloween. Like that was kind of the tradition no. of these movies. Well, they're getting scared. I uh, when we get to movie news, I'll talk about it. But something's happening in movies that is scaring all the other films. And this is the movie news. It's real news. So it looks like the SAG. Um, after strike might be resolving this weekend. Um, but the big news until that happens is as reading that Taylor Swift's Eras tour concert is in line to be the highest grossing movie of the year, uh, opening weekend. Like more which, than Barbenheimer. Yeah. It's, I, it's right now it's pre-sales are over a hundred million dollars. I, I read an article on variety about it. So, that's the people just pre-sell. And that's not talking about the people that are going to go see it just because. Um, and, and I guess it's a way, if you couldn't afford the tickets to her concert, it's a way for her, all her fans to go see her stuff. Um, because I do know that she also broke a record uh, last month. She was the first artist to have all top 10 Billboard songs were her songs in a week. Um so it's this culture phenomenon that I have no idea. I only know Shake It Off. 
is the only Taylor Swift song that I know the chorus to. I don't know anything else about it. I know that she is very popular. I don't know how she got so popular. Do you know anything about Taylor Swift, Brad? I know she's popular and that she <laughs> re-recorded all her albums because of something. And... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because her previous manager is a fucking dickhead and kept the money from her. So she re-recorded all her songs so she could make royalties off of it. So that fuck that guy. Who's her previous um, manager? Uh, that Scooter Braun guy. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's like people just taking advantage of people, you know? Um, but yeah, it, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you a song. I know Shake It Off, like I said. I don't know anything else about her. But you know what? Good for her. She, when she came to Denver, she generated something like $125 million in revenue for the city for taxes. Yeah. Um, so she's her own like corporate entity. She works hard. I was reading that her concerts are like 35 songs long and over three hours. So, you know, <laughs> she works her ass off. Um, I will not be seeing probably the Eras Tour concert, but I'm very happy that people that love her will see it. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like to like we're usually the pre-sale guys. Like we're part of that with the Marvel mm-hmm. movies, and apparently, <laughs> um, it's still making a ton of movie without us or a ton of money without us. So yeah, and it's and it's just. I mean, obviously, we're not the target audience, but uh, I, actually, I think it's kind of cool that you know it's such a different film and I mean, it's a concert movie and that it's basically entered into this place that not very many movies go to, which is, I think what's cool about this year is whether it's Barbie or now Taylor Swift is you're seeing more variety of films, get that bump. And if you make a good movie that people will see it, I, I've always been a firm believer of that. It has nothing to do with the superhero stuff, just the superhero movies they were, they make are good. And people will go see them. Um, and just like Barbie, Barbie is a good film and everybody wanted to see it. So, um, yeah, I don't know how the Taylor Swift thing's going to go. I don't know if it's a documentary too, or it's just her concert, but I have nothing against her. Good for her. I was looking up, uh, the highest grossing concert movies currently. And the top one is, this is it from 2009, Michael Jackson's. Uh, the Michael Jackson one? Yeah, worldwide, two, $261 million. And then the second mm. one from 2011, Justin Bieber's Never Say Never with $99 million. So they're not traditionally wow. highest, they're not high grocers concert movies, but... No, but... I mean, and I'm guessing, and this sounds horrible, but the Michael Jackson one probably got a bump because they released it after he died. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, again, I, I have nothing but... I have nothing against Taylor Swift. I just don't understand how she got so popular. It feels like I'm late to the train, you know, <laughs> like the Swift train is left and it's, I'm still at the station. I don't know. I'm just as surprised with like how many people do go see her, her live show. Like there's still mm-hmm. a ton of demand to just watch it on a screen. So yeah. Um, like, like it feels like something you'd watch on streaming, but, um, but yeah. I mean, obviously she, she did it right. I think she's the executive producer on it. So I mean, it's going to make $150 million. It's opening weekend. So she definitely did it the right way. 
Is it opening on Halloween? Is that why Hollywood's scary? Uh, it's opening October 13th. Oh. And I know Exorcist, which opens this week, moved up a week because of it. And um, and I, and I, I'm pretty sure there's nothing after it. So it's like it has the run of the theater for two weeks. So, you know, that's, good for that, her. That's smart. That's how uh, <clears throat> that's how uh, Barbenheimer worked. Yeah, a clear path after uh, Mission Impossible. So, yeah. So, like I said, good for her. Go Taylor Swift. We watch films throughout the week, and sometimes we like to talk about them and what we've been watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, what you got for me? Oh, gosh. Uh, I, th- I think I did see a lot of stuff. Um, the the most baffling of them was Expendables. Uh, the new one. Expendables. Expendables. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the worst things I've seen. Um, <laughs> really? And I, I don't like to, like, shit on movies, you know, because I know how hard they are to make. Um, you know, everyone goes in intending to make the best possible product, but wow, if you want to see like subpar green screen, no, they, uh, that's a bummer. It's just like, the, it just looks like the whole movie is shot in a studio. Um, because and, the other three expendables are pretty fun. Yeah. I th- the second one, you know, Van Damme's the villain and they've got like, I think everyone from Schwarzenegger to Harrison Ford in it. Mm-hmm. Maybe, or maybe it's just the third one. Um, no, I think you're right. Yeah, but my favorite's the Van Damme one for sure. I thought the first one was kind of boring because it's just like he's trying to rescue that girl. Um, so the stakes aren't uh, from that terrorist organization. That's about it. Yeah. Um, this one, shockingly, within the first couple minutes, uh, Stallone dies. He really? He's uh, you know, he's flying their cargo plane on this mission uh, they're sent on, and. <laughs> Like it crashes and all the expendables like run to the exploded plane and they show his like charred corpse. And you're just <laughs> like, okay, this is probably a red herring, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go along with this. And for a good 99% of the movie, <laughs> it's like, holy shit, they did kill Stallone, but I, I can see it. Like he probably is done with these movies. So that serves as the impetus to like get Christmas, like, you know, he's in trouble because he disobeyed orders and tried to save Stallone, which let the, the the nuclear bomb get away with the bad guys. So he's off the team. And so he has to find his, his way back on the team. And they hire Megan Fox, his girlfriend, to be the leader of the new team. And so he's constantly like hitting her up for, uh, you know, secrets on how the mission's going. And then there's like a twist with who the bad guy is. Um, and a lot of the dialogue is just snarky comments to each other, you know, just needling each other in a playful mm-hmm. way. Um, and I'd say like 70% of it takes place on a, on a, on a ship cargo ship. Uh, and it's like just relentless action scene after relentless action scene of people, you know, making snarky remarks to each other. And it's just, it's just dumb. Uh. Um, and uh, spoilers. By the end, you find out that Stallone didn't die. <laughs> Dude. All. Uh, he wasn't the charred corpse. The charred corpse is a guy from the beginning of the movie when Stallone shows up at Christmas's house and says, hey, hey, come with me. I want to 
I, I, I lost my ring in a, in a gambling thing and I, I need you along for support to get it back. Um, the guy lost it fair and square. You know, he didn't steal it from me. Um, I'm just going to politely offer him money to get it back. So they go to this bar and they meet up with the guy who's just a short guy who's just kind of surly. You know, he doesn't, he's not interested in their, in their bullshit. Um, but because he won't pay them any attention, uh, that annoys them. So they have a fight and a punch out and Stallone gets his ring back. And then at the end of the movie, <laughs> uh, you know, they like explain like, uh, we thought that was you in the plane that crashed. Like what happened? And it turns out Stallone put that guy, it knocked him out, <laughs> drug him on the plane, put him in the cockpit and then jettisoned himself from the plane. And that dude died. <laughs> hey, don't take wearing, his ring, bro. Wearing his clothes. So like, so, and there's like just tons of jokes about that guy being a short guy. It's just like the most, you know, alpha masculine attitude thing of just picking mm-hmm. on this short guy just because he's like not friendly. That's like, they just murdered that guy. <laughs> short guy. Like, those are our heroes. This whole movie, have been trying to stop a nuclear bomb from blowing up, the, you know, like starting a war with Russia. They just, a guy who fairly won <laughs> a ring in, in, a, in a gambling <laughs> thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Still murdered that guy. Okay. All right. <laughs> Your heroes, everyone. Expendable. Yeah. So that was, yeah, terrible. Um, and then I watched a movie that you uh, seem to like called Porno. Yep. Um, yeah, it's fun. Um, yeah, it's a different. <laughs> different take on things. Uh, it, it's interesting to see, like, uh, you know, all these religious people dealing with this, like, demoness thing. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, I saw it. 2018 at Telluride, I think. Yeah. Um, Small, low budget, but you yeah, know, does, does a lot with very little. Takes place in a um, a theater, you know, all these concessions and theater projectionist all after hours. And when they, uh, when that dude gets like his, uh, like balls exploded, it's just <laughs> like they show everything and you're like, oh my God. Yep. Why not? Go for broke, right? Yeah. Uh, and then I watched uh, Aqua Teen Forever Plantasm, which is really fun. Yeah, that movie's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they uh, and up, they up the animation budget, and yeah, it was fun like seeing the gang back together. Well, I think, but like, when I saw it, I go, man, this is an actually hour and a half long continuous storyline. Yeah, it's not <laughs> just random shit constantly. <laughs> yep. So I yeah, I'm gonna rewatch it again because um, I I missed a couple parts, and then uh. I watched Neighbors on streaming, and I don't know if you've watched it on streaming, but it seems like it was a mm-hmm. different cut from the movie I watched back in two, 2014 in the theater. Mm. Uh, I don't know if it's like an unrated cut or something, but it was like way raunchier than um, what I remember seeing. Yeah, I don't know. Like, was there a part where like uh, Rose Byrne's boobs were like so swollen that like they had to like drain them? And so like... <laughs> They have like a prosthetic chest and like uh, Seth Rogen just gets like sword in the face constantly. I I mean, I don't remember that part. But, um, yeah, I didn't I'd have the I have the Blu-ray, but I don't even remember that on the Blu-ray. Yeah, like there's like, like a ton of nudity with like a bunch of the uh, fraternity dudes like running around the house. I was like, I don't this seems like it'd be like a hard R. Yeah, no, I don't remember at all. Now I need to watch it. Yeah, check it out. See if it seems different to you. Um, and then the last thing I watched was, uh, real quick was Friday the 13th in the theater. No, um, sweet. The Esquire. Cause they're doing a every Tuesday, uh, Halloween thing. And then, um, 
the only thing I, the comment I like I wanted to make is that the audience thought it was really funny. <laughs> what? Like there's a lot of parts where there's laughing, which I get because in 4K, uh, you know, some of the, the prosthetics and, uh, you know, effects aren't quite as solid. Uh, mm-hmm. Like at, at one point, I, you know, I, I, I probably noticed this before, but when uh, Steve Christie like walks up to, uh, is, is it, is it no, Annie's the girl in the forest, other A name. Uh, oh, Alice. Alice. She's like working on the gutters. Yeah. And then she's got like her drawing pad down on the ground for some reason. And Steve mm-hmm. Christie like picks it up. He's like, oh, look at this. You're like, you're a good drawer. It's like, why would that drawing pad be there? I don't know. <laughs> why is it laying on the ground in front of the cabin while she's working on the gutters uh, uh yeah but yeah and then there's like some creepy stuff at the beginning where uh annie she's getting into the the uh, oil dude's truck and he's uh, like one of the first things he says while they're walking is like well you're a pretty looking girl and then uh helps her in there and, like you know put her puts her hands on her ass to like hoist her into like into the <laughs> into the cabins and the audience is like ooh, like a collective like uh groan or stuff like that and then there's like oh. you know some of the acting later on is kind of cringe that people laughed at so i just thought it was interesting the um you know most of the times i've seen it people are just like dead silent and then this time you know it's a younger audience because it was like packed um just the reaction to it just being kind of funny hmm. was uh kind of a 180 yeah. on me yeah i've never had a reaction where people just laugh at it yeah it's, it was odd would you watch um I watched a couple things that I'll touch on. I, uh, you know, I'm still doing the, um, spooktacular challenge or try to see a horror movie a day. Um, and, <laughs> uh, the random hoop movie generator picked this is the end for me. Uh, nice. and I haven't seen that movie in so long. I rewatched it's that recently so too. Funny. Yeah. The, the the only part that I was like, oh, that doesn't age well, is when James Franco talks about sleeping with Lindsay Lohan mm. when she's drunk. I go, oh, that has not aged well at all. Um, but <laughs> forget that part. But I forgot that Michael Sarah gets his ass and his his dick sucked at the same time. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> with uh, Aziza Sari, where he's like, I can't reach you. You're already in the hole. And when Craig Robinson goes inside, he says, I try to save Aziz, man. I try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or when the helicopter crashes and Craig Robinson holds up his fingers like, fuck your house, Franco. And it's just a little nick on him. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. And, um, they're just all bad people. And it's so, it's just so funny watching it again. Um, you know, Jonah Hill, uh, does it does it compel me does it <laughs> when he gets he i totally forgot that when he catches on fire they throw the blanket on him and it just makes him catch on fire more <laughs> yeah uh, yeah and then uh later on when uh danny mcbride is a cannibal and he hauls out like chain tatum is <laughs> bitch <laughs> and franco gets uh pick to ascend and then he flips everybody off and he drops him and he gets eaten <laughs> yep Oh, uh, fuck. and when jay and seth uh get accepted into heaven like the the beam cuts through the like the demon's dick <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just everything about it is like funny i'll come if i want franco i'll fucking come on you <laughs> oh shit <laughs> so 
when McBride takes a gun and shoots everybody. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the biggest fucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> he thought like his loaded. Oh, yeah, they're just blanks. Yeah. Yeah, I I, just, I haven't seen it in so long. It's really nice to revisit it. Um, I, I randomly picked a movie on Netflix called Killer Book Club, and it's fucking awful. It's <laughs> it's a Spanish language version of I think it's trying to be like Scream, but it's about a killer clown, and I was hoping it'd be to be gory, but it's just it's sometimes when uh, people try to capture the feel of another movie, it just comes across as disingenuous, you know. And this one felt like it was trying too hard and the kills weren't that great. And I was really discouraged. So then I just went into the bowels of Amazon and I found this movie called Benny loves you. Um, and it's, it's, it looked like a little puppet holding a knife. And I was like, and I, I went online, I read about it and the star of it is also the director, the editor, and he did all the CGI for it. I was like, well, you know what? Fuck it. This guy seems like he worked really hard on this. I'll check it out. And it uh, he's it looks like a puppet, but it's really not a puppet. Um, this guy still lives with his parents. On his 35th birthday, his parents both die in like an accident, tragic way, but it's played for laughs. And uh, he's a developer at a toy company, and he's about to lose his job. This guy who his name's Richard, but he goes by Richard and he's like this douchebag in his <laughs> office. Um, and so he goes home and his childhood stuff animal named Benny comes to life. And he like Benny talks like really squeaky and he's like, hi, I'm Benny. I love you. Like a Tony Yeah. Like, yeah. Perfect example. Um, so, He's also going to lose his parents' house because he doesn't have money and he's irresponsible. And there's this repossessed guy, repossessor from the bank. I don't know what his actual title would be. Um, but <laughs> a couple mornings later, uh, Jacob wakes up. I think that's his name, Jacob. And he goes downstairs and there's blood everywhere and like intestines. Um, and Benny kills these people that do his like, uh, owner, I don't know, his friend, I guess, wrong? So he runs around with a knife and kills people um, because they treated uh, his friend poorly or they try to take his house or his boss is mean to him, so he kills his boss's, like, French bulldog. Um, so it's and... a little like, little like Jigsaw, like punishing people for <laughs> yeah. mistreating and it's, people. It's, and for something that I just dug out of like, no joke, uh, Amazon, you know, they have Amazon free horror movies for you. I kept on just clicking right, and then I saw the poster, and I was like, yeah, why the fuck not? <laughs> it's actually not that bad. Um, it is low budget. Uh, there is that caveat, but the CGI little, like, stuffed animal guy looked pretty good. Um, and he goes on this rampage where he kills everybody in the office, and it's pretty cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just it's one of those movies that it's an English movie um, and it's kind of insane. And I read that the dude started filming it in 2014 and because he was doing the special effects and the editing, it wasn't released till 2019. Um, so he, I mean, he obviously worked really hard on it and 
Um, you can tell it's like a small budget film. It really only takes place in two locations. Uh, but it's creative and is funny in, in a lot of parts. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I'd recommend it if you're really bored one day and you want to see a killer stuffed animal kill people. <laughs> but with yeah. a really cute Elmo voice. If I ever have Amazon Prime again, I'll check it out. Yeah. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. You know what I mean? Like I was literally just looking for anything to watch that I hadn't seen. Um, because for some reason, the movie random movie generator kept on generating the same four movies. And I go, Oh, this isn't pulling from like some, <laughs> you've watched so many like, it's stuck now. Yeah. So, um, I did my own movie, random movie generator and I had fun with it. Can't recommend. <laughs> Can't recommend. Did Broken. you, did you turn it off and turn it on again? Uh, I did get disabled the cookies on it, so I'll have to, um, or cleared it from my history. So I'll, I'll use it tonight and see what it picks for me. Um, but yeah, that's what I watched this week. Uh, next week, Brad, we have no new film we're watching. It's going to be Film Explosion 2003, which it's really hard to believe it was 20 years ago, <laughs> but it was. Um, yeah, it's a list I was looking at, and like I was looking at my list of movies, and I, I it's one of the few times where I just kind of like I think all ten I haven't watched much at all in twenty years, hmm. uh, which is a weird grouping of movies. Yeah, you know it is a different. Uh, there is a lot of different films for this year, uh, twenty twenty three oh three. Um, I mean, there's like it, it spawned a lot of big franchises. I know. Pirates for the Caribbean. Its first film is in twenty three. Yeah, there's a Matrix movie um, on there. There's a other franchise. Well, technically, two Matrix films. <laughs> Did they do them the same year? Yeah, Reloaded and Revolutions. I guess you're right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's uh, you know, Kill Bill is in it. Yeah. I mean, who can for who can forget How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days? Oh, um, best franchise. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah uh and that cinematic classic that i made henry watch for a 600th episode of the cat in the hat that's in there yep yeah definitely gonna be on all of our lists <laughs> for show it's beyond all this for show <laughs> guys jay is like the sweetest guy <laughs> <laughs> what, what is his line in super bad uh What's that kid's name? I want to make out with him. Have you ever looked into his eyes? He's like the sweetest guy. <laughs> <laughs> like looking into an angel or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, fuck. I can't I hate when I can't remember it. Ugh, I love God. super bad as well. It's <laughs> so sad that I, I like, I like I think last month I watched both those movies and I just like cannot quote them. I just like my brain's that far deteriorated. <laughs> but yeah i watched super bad with laura a couple months ago too and that movie's freaking genius i mean you'll you'll see it later on my favorite 150 150 favorite films um it does make an appearance on there it better <laughs> oh yeah. yeah i mean I, yeah i literally watched both those movies back to back the same day oh that's classic yeah <laughs> 
I mean, this is really fucking stupid. I mean, no offense, but Homek is the stupidest fucking class. Look no at Mori and, and Seth over there. It looks like they're having fun. Uh. <laughs> and when you think about it, dude, that's when Emma Stone like came out uh, of nowhere. You know? Yeah. Look at her now. I think she. I think she blew up in, from Easy A, but yeah, that, this is like three years before that. Yeah. Um, and Fogel. Yeah. <laughs> Take that vest off. You look like Aladdin. <laughs> Muhammad is the most common name. Read a fucking book. <laughs> when he's uh, when Seth is inside the uh, the liquor store and he's fantasizing about what will happen, and he like comes up against the security guard and he's like, oh, "What does he say?" And he's like, slashes the. <laughs> I never had a choice. Throat. Yeah. <laughs> He throws that bottle and hits old lady in the back of the head. <laughs> Look, fucking jewels. <laughs> Where's the alcohol? Shut I will. Fuck up, Pinocchio. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyways, uh, so yeah, we'll do Film Solution 2003. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the movies. Bye. A real knows who shot a real nerd. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.